Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. What is up my friends? You are very welcome along to Sunday night's late night agenda. It definitely has the feeling of the day after the night before. I don't know how you guys have coped over the past 24 hours or so, but for me, it's been a mixture of frustration, anger, sorrow, and probably everything in between. Now, Liverpool Football Club have, in the last hour or so, released a statement, which I will, of course, bring to you in its entirety, but we've a lot to get through on tonight's stream. We're going to be doing the squad battle, so we're going to need your help with that. We're going to be talking about yesterday and a few other bits and pieces, as always. We do appreciate your support here on Anfield Agenda, and you may or may not be aware, but we do have a second channel we've just launched this week. Yesterday, we put out a video after the calamity at uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on top of the league and it's 30,000 views, our highest viewed video so far. So I think that you can see the feeling is strong right across the football world about what happened at that Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last night. So, my friends, firstly, I hope you're all well. Let's go with that one. And tonight, well, tonight I'm going to be here as long as it takes. There's no set time for this stream. I got the videos out of the way earlier. The news videos out here. The news videos out on top of the league. So I'm free to sit here to let you guys vent and to work through this situation because it needs resolving. And an apology, an apology is not going to cut the mustard. It just isn't going to be good enough. This feels to me like the straw that finally broke the camel's back. And I have a lot to get off my chest, and I'm sure you guys do as well. Right. Craig, from the 30th minute on, I had this taste of bile in my mouth, said Lauren. That match just didn't feel right at all. It felt dirty, corrupt. So, Lauren, we put out a video on top of the league where we just asked the question, calamity or corruption? And I went through five instances this season in the Premier, excuse me, this calendar year in the Premier League that VAR and the referees made massive errors. I talked through them and asked the people in the comments to just answer the question, because I'm not going to give it to you. I want you to make your mind up. Was it a calamity, or is there something more sinister going on here? Look, if I'm being really honest, do I feel there is an agenda to just solely get at Liverpool? 
No, not really, but that doesn't really matter. The problem here is that the PGMOL and their officials just are not fit for purpose. The first thing that I would like to see done is one of two things. The PGMOL in its current form being disbanded and something put in its place or a governing body being brought in to police it from the outside. Because as we all know, when you leave any organisation to police itself, they don't really get the job done, do they? They look after each other. They don't want to put their mates in trouble. And if you don't believe me, listen to Mike Dean. Mike Dean said he didn't send Anthony Taylor over to the board when Kukurea's hair was pulled because he didn't want to put more pressure or add to his mates' headaches. That tells you everything you need to know. And so did the response from the PGMOL because they refuted the claims. How can you refute something when we've got evidence of it and the man told you what he did? This is the type of problem that we have and we need to find a way around it. So I would ask anybody that tunes in tonight to share the stream with us to just remind yourself that this is a bigger problem than just Liverpool. This is a bigger problem than one incident to our club or your club. This is a systemic failure and what is the most watched league in world football. And I also have one more really, really big question to pose. Why is it? that some of the officials involved in the game yesterday were also part of an officiating team over in the UAE on Thursday and only got back in on Friday, probably feeling quite jet-lagged and, I don't know, maybe lacking concentration? Now, the fact that they made a mistake yesterday is one thing, but I'm going to ask the wider question here. Should they be allowed to officiate over in the United Arab Emirates? Not because of anything against that country, but what's its capital? That's right, Abu Dhabi. Do Abu Dhabi have any vested interest in the Premier League by any chance? Oh yeah, don't they own Manchester City? Now I'm not for one minute suggesting that anything duplicitous has actually happened, but you can see how it's very easy for me to make the case, right? There is a massive conflict of interest, in my humble opinion, with what's going on here. The Premier League referees shouldn't be going jaunting around the world on little jolly-ups, little side jobs when they are officials in the Premier League and, as I said, there is potential, in my opinion, conflict of interests. Colin said, hey cutie, just wanted to say I'm so proud of you and the team you've built here on AA down to the mods all the way to you. Uh, look, it's, uh, it's a pleasure mate and our community keeps growing and I'm enjoying my time but yesterday hit me a lot harder than I thought, you know. I mean, you're always frustrated when you lose a game of football. You're always frustrated when you feel decisions have gone against you. But last night, I couldn't shake the feeling. I, I couldn't. I sat there and I felt like crying at some points. I felt like punching the wall at other points. And I, I, I would suggest I'm not alone in that. It's just not good enough. And let me just talk you through the statement that Liverpool Football Club will come out with. And then we'll jump in to do the squad battle. And we'll come back then. Or if you want to do squad battle first. I'll let you guys decide in the chat. Squad battle or get straight into the statement from Liverpool. I'll let you decide. Um, Trump, thank you for your super chat, said they changed the VAR officials for the Brentford-Nottingham game and still screwed up a penalty call. Just replaced screw-ups with more screw-ups. So, Trump, I would say two penalty calls was screwed up. I watched that game myself. And yeah, the keeper should have been done for a penalty for kicking a player. But there was a handball in there that was also pretty blatant, in my opinion. Jumped with his arm above his head, handled the ball. I don't care if it came from a short distance. His hand was up out of the way. Should have been another penalty. But it wasn't. Um, not sure about all the contracts, but if Luis Diaz gets paid a bonus for each goal scored, can he sue for lost wages? I mean... 
there is a whole litany of things that you could argue and rather than people saying to us get over it you lost stop being salty i would say these things can come back to haunt the league and the individual clubs at the end of the season as liverpool fans we know only too well how much it hurts to lose the title by a point or two it's tough to take and if you look back and then see these egregious errors like for an instance Rodri's handball could have potentially relegated Everton but a penalty wasn't given City won the game 1-0 and Everton just about managed to stay up at the very start of this season Andre Onana comes out misses the ball cleans out two Wolves players who was the referee for that game that's right Simon Hooper same referee that was overseeing that calamity. Same referee that was overseeing the game where Alexis McAllister was incorrectly sent off. Now, what good is it to us if these things are overturned? Because the repercussions for this go way past just individual games. Yesterday, we played with nine men. And that will have a knock-on effect to the fitness and potential injury concerns that Jurgen Klopp will have for his players because they had to work harder, run further, and in my opinion, because of two very, very iffy red cards. The Curtis Jones one was a joke. And if you don't believe me, listen to former players. Listen to them talk about it. And most importantly, look at Curtis Jones' body language. He was annoyed at a yellow. He was annoyed for merely getting booked for it. And that's before it was upgraded. Then we have Diogo Jota getting a first yellow card for nothing, for merely running, because the player clipped himself. That was then compounded, of course, by his own stupidity with the second yellow. And people like to say, well, if you know you're on a yellow, you shouldn't do what he did. Fair enough. But he also shouldn't have been on a yellow. And we can't just ignore that. So all of these things combined, on top of Luis Diaz goal being ruled out because and this is the reason they thought it was a goal in the VAR room they didn't draw the lines they didn't do the check they didn't show it or maybe they did draw the lines but either way they decided decision done goal only for it wasn't a goal was it because the lines went flagged and before we got a chance to fix this error they'd already kicked off with the free kick for Spurs and then it could be brought back look at Simon Hooper's face in the immediate aftermath of Spurs starting the game back. You can see he's being communicated to that a major, major fuck-up has happened. But that's no good to us. We don't get the points back. So I'm going to say that this needs to be replayed, not because I think Liverpool are special, but because it actually, genuinely, 100% impacted the outcome of a game of football, which can have knock-on effects. That's my take on this situation at the minute. Nathan said, amazing how the penalty for messing up is a day off. Yeah, it's nuts, right? I mean, I'd love to mess up here on Anfield Agenda and have the lad say to me, don't worry, Craig, you have a week off there. We're going to pay you full pay, of course. It's a joke. Every way they try to explain this is a joke. Howard Webb talking about human error is a joke. Because remember, this system, VAR, was brought in to reduce human error. And as Gary Neville so eloquently put it on Sky's coverage yesterday, we were told this is a black and white issue. We were told this was a matter-of-fact issue. Somebody is either offside or they're not. The technology removes any inherent mistakes or any judgment. Well, we've seen yesterday that it's not the system that failed. It's the idiots in charge of the system that failed. And once again, we got shafted. An apology ain't going to cut it. It isn't good enough. 
Uh, in my opinion, there is every reason to expect the game to be replayed, said Canters. I know people will say that it is ridiculous, but why is it? It's a massive error. Look, we know what it feels like to lose a league title. And I'm not saying we're going to be that close to a league title this season, but I'm not saying we're not either. Who knows if we missed out on a Champions League spot by a point. These are things that we can't get back. The momentum that these boys have built has been destroyed by those clowns. I felt nothing but pride in our players yesterday. And I was really happy to look across the few bits of social media I still have and see that people were feeling the same. You have to feel for Joel Matip in that situation yesterday. I mean, they defended like heroes, like warriors. Put it all on the line. Deserved something from the game. And what happened at the end, that was just bad luck. But the rest of it, leading to that point, there's more to that than bad luck. Uh, no one talking about the pen on Gomez, said Andy. The exact same tackle as VVD's Red versus Newcastle. It wasn't even brought up, mate. I, I tried to bring it up yesterday in the chat and some other people just came in and said, you're, you're just being an idiot now. You could pick five instances from that game where the wrong decision was blatantly made. I look back, I think... I want to say there was 11 or 12 cards issued in that game yesterday by Simon Hooper. Now, answer me this question. Was that a, a dirty game? I don't think so. I don't think any sets of players yesterday were in any way dirty. 11 or 12 cards? Really? It's 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 just gone. It's all gone mad, lads. It's gone mad. I don't even know what football is anymore. And Ange Postacoglu's mental gymnastics really had me laughing as well. Last week, he was moaning about not knowing what the rules are. And then this week, he's saying, well, you know, sometimes bad luck happens, blah, blah, blah. Look, we were shafted. We know it, you know it, the PGMOL know it, the Premier League knows it. Now the only question is, is anything going to change? Spirit of Shankly put out a statement as well, and I'll read that a little bit later on. Can they actually enforce a rematch? Is that possible? I truly don't know. I wouldn't expect it, because, well, do we ever get a fair resolution? And by we, I mean football fans here, not just Liverpool. Do we ever get a fair resolution of these things? No. We get the old paltry apology. Lessons will be learned. Nothing to see here. Move on. But it's easy for them to do that when they're all getting paid. Those players, they've shafted out of bonuses. Those fans that travel down to London for the game were shafted out of a potentially momentous point that those nine men deserved. It just sucks. Uh, NASA said, as a United fan, I feel bad. They're way too cowardly for that, said Hex. I'm going to just find this statement from the Spirit of Shankly and then we'll go from there. So bear with me. I've so much stuff on my computer at the minute. Um, is this the one? No. I'm trying to find the Spirit of Shankly statement. Excuse me, I may have deleted it by accident earlier on. Is this it? No. Maybe somebody in the chat or in our Discord. Has Connor sent it to me? Is that it? No, that's a different one. Um, a lot of people in the chat saying the date on the screen is wrong it is it's October the 1st not September the 1st but for the love of God I think we have bigger problems than talking about the date on our screen here which is wrong by the way you are right um, right I'm going to read out the statement from Liverpool first and we'll go from there so the first thing I've seen today 
was Liverpool says time taken for Diaz goal and the categorization of significant human error is unacceptable. The club call for full transparency in review, the benefit of the wider game and are exploring a range of options giving the clear need for escalation and resolution. Good. Because if anything, I thought Jurgen Klopp was a little bit too calm yesterday. Now I understand why. Because as he says, opens his mouth, fine, ban. That's what they do. So let's have a look at Liverpool Football Club's statement. And then we'll go from there. Liverpool Football Club acknowledges the PGMOL's admission of their failures last night. It is clear that the correct application of the laws of the game did not occur, resulting in sporting integrity being undermined. We fully accept the pressures that match officials work under, but these pressures are supposed to be alleviated, not exacerbated, by the existence and implementation of VAR. It is therefore unsatisfactory that sufficient time was not afforded to allow the correct decision to be made and that there was no subsequent intervention. That such failings have already been categorised as significant human error is also unacceptable and by all outcomes should be established only by the review and with full transparency. This is vital for the reliability of future decision making as it applies to all clubs with learnings being used to make improvements to processes in order to ensure this kind of situation cannot occur again. In the meantime, we will explore the range of options available given the clear need for escalation and resolution. So, the club are being quite strong on this and I'm right with them because this needs to be sorted. This is a joke. And look, whoever you support, be you a Manchester United fan, be you anybody else, you will have your own instances of where you've been shafted by VAR. And remember, this was brought in to assist the referees because we're all aware officiating is a difficult job. But when you have the tools at your disposal, to help correct or help alleviate the problems and you're not using them or you're not using them properly then we have a right as football fans to ask questions now remember they had the opportunity to bring in semi-automated offsides and chose not to why is it good enough for the champions league but it's not good enough for our boys in the premier league why did they take a season longer than every other league to bring in var this belief that referees are untouchable and that referees are somehow not unfit for purpose is a joke. So is this nonsense about there being a small pool of officials available. Train up more. If there's one thing the Premier League is not lacking, it's money. Keanu, welcome to Anfield Agenda Ultras, mate. Appreciate your support. Um, Did you see the comments of ex-referee Mark Halsey? I didn't, but I will read them in a little bit. Um, one second right so here's the statement from the spirit of Shankly so let me just get this up um, a terrorist refrain kicking about in one guise or another since the days of football being special you're not fit to referee officials make mistakes every one of us makes those but to limit them on a football field we have VAR the introduction, the introduction, excuse me, of technology as a backup to erase the in-moment human error, yet we get decisions like that made on Saturday at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Shortly after full-time, the PGMOL issued a statement 
a significant human error occurred, it said a clear and obvious factual error. PGMOL will conduct a full review of the circumstances. VAR officials are a team. We didn't, uh, didn't, excuse me, VAR officials are a team. Why didn't one of them spot the error and overrule the decision? Where is the consistency? Where were the lines? The lines we've seen drawn with every debatable goal. Where was the communication? VAR thought the goal had been given on the pitch. So for them, check complete, affirmed it. But it was the opposite and the referee assumed his original decision of no goal was correct. VAR and the PGMOL are blatantly not fit for purpose. There seems to be, excuse me, there's to be an investigation, but to what end? This isn't about individuals, it's about the process, and it's not the first time an apology has been given this season. Wolves non-penalty at Manchester United, a season not yet two months old, any trust in the process has gone. So where do we go from here? The practice of VAR has to be clear. Protocols for offside, cards, time-wasting, images and replays standardised so those involved know what to expect. A semi-automated offside system is required as used in the Champions League and at the last World Cup but vetoed by the Premier League clubs at the start of the season to remove human error so subjective decisions are overruled because such decisions have huge consequences. PGMOL not to be police excuse me the PGMOL should not be able to police themselves an independent group which needs to be set up and the audio from yesterday released to stop accusations of corrupt officials that will otherwise continue to grow the VAR officials involved at Tottenham had worked at a game in the UAE with other Premier League referees on Thursday who approved who approved and paid for these trips was their judgment skewed because of fatigue after traveling Supporters who forked out a lot of money to watch their team are expected to just suck it up, accept the incompetence and move on. But this isn't just about what happened on Saturday, it's about the integrity of the game. We've been promised a review, but it's change that we need. Fans of all clubs must unite, put tribalism aside, because blinkered views will lead us nowhere and lobby to bring about change. Now is the time we make this statement. Look... We've all seen what's happened. We've all, in fairness, gotten the support of most football fans. And this isn't just about one incident. But this will be, in my opinion, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Because it's never ending. Uh, there was a super chat I missed, so I want to get back to that one. Uh, also, Neville Moody says, Udogi wearing yellow uh, and no red for a tackle and Gakpo would have been sent off. Gomez tackle, penalty. Can Liverpool sue the PGM? Oh, well, Web out still fuming. Ray said, hey, Craig, did you hear that the officials were refereeing a game in Saudi? Not in Saudi. It was in the United Arab Emirates, mate. But yes, I did. Uh, they won't give us a replay. Others will want as well, said Daniel Dreyfus. Mate, it's a joke. The whole thing's a joke. Um, so look, to shake it up for a few minutes, let's jump into squad battle because I want to come back to this and give you guys the opportunity to give your say in it. But let's lighten it up a little bit because... It's been a tough 24 hours. So I'm going to swap up scenes. We'll have a little bit of fun and we'll go and do squad battle. And then, of course, we'll come back to this subject. Sound good? Stick with me. You'll enjoy this one. So, my friends, squad battle for yesterday. If you don't know what squad battle is, I've gone and picked out five battles on the pitch yesterday. Five areas where a Spurs player was up against a Liverpool player and asking you guys to help me decide who won that battle. 
I've already made my decisions, but with each one of these, we're going to ask you guys a poll in the chat and give you a chance to have your say, and then we'll review what I said, and then we'll see who came to uh, the right decision. There's now been 15 apologies from VAR, um, said Finley Years Guitar. So look, let's start off with the first one here in Squad Battle. I'm going to ask you, Richarlison versus Joe Gomez, who won this Squad Battle? Let me get the poll open, and then we'll talk about it for a couple of moments, and... Um, you guys can see which one you pick. So, battle one. It's taking a lot of a lot of help not to write the word pigeon here. So, battle one is there. Richarlison versus Joe Gomez. Who won that squad battle in your opinion? For me, I'm going to hang off till you guys have your say. We'll leave that poll open for a minute or two. I think, personally... This is fairly straightforward. Uh, and, and look, I don't like Richarlison as well. I've got to put that into the mix. So I'm going to see how the voting's going. As soon as it gets to 1,000 votes, I'll announce the winner and we'll move on to the next one. But for me, look, there were a couple of battles on that pitch yesterday. And it was very difficult, in all honesty, to, to gauge which ones to choose for this because, well, because we were down to nine men and I was running out of options at one point. So, so far in this, we've had 89% of you guys that have voted for Joe Gomez over a Charleston. I'm going to continue to allow that poll to grow for a couple more moments before we move on with the decision. And stick with us, because I think you'll enjoy the last one of these as well. So, you guys have had your say. We're almost at the 1,000 votes now. So, if you haven't got your vote in, time to get it in. And the question is, who won this battle on the pitch? Was it Joe Gomez at right back or was it Richarlison? I think it's pretty clear, but we'll end it now. So you guys have voted quite overwhelmingly that Joe Gomez with 88% won that battle. What have I gone with? I've gone with Joe Gomez. Of course I have. You guys know me only too well. Now the next battle that we have up for you is the goalkeepers. And this one's interesting because you can make a valid shout for both of them having a very good game. So in battle number two, we're going to ask you guys, was it Vicario or was it Allison? Right, that is live. You guys vote away. Look, on Alison, let me just take a second to say, Alison Becker is the greatest goalkeeper in the world. And yesterday, for me, only underlined that. Look at the saves he made. When that ball left James Madison's left foot, I thought it was in. He probably thought it was in. But Alison Becker got across and made a huge save. In the first half, Vicario, in fairness to him, he made a couple of good saves as well. He made a good save from Andy Robertson. And I think the initial one from Cody Gakpo, if I'm not mistaken. So you can make a really good argument for both of these keepers having a top-notch game yesterday. I'm interested to see what you guys are thinking in the chat. It's a landslide so far. I'm going to leave it up for a little bit longer. But you guys are pretty adamant who won this squad battle yesterday. And look, I do think Vicario's had a good start to his Spurs career. But if you look at the second save in particular made from Alison Becker. The one he touched it over the crossbar. Wow. That was ridiculous. The dude's just awesome. So, we're closing in on the 1,000 votes. If you haven't voted yet, you still have a chance to do so. While you guys are waiting, I'm going to show you who won this squad battle at my end. For me, Alison Becker. But it was more difficult than you probably initially thought it was going to be when I put it up on the screen. I did look at the game. I did watch it back. 
as hard for as hard as that was to watch match of the day last night. By the way, uh, I did, and for me, Alison Becker won it. I think. I think he's the best goalkeeper in the world, and I'm going to continue to say that, and I hope you all agree with me, but I do think the Spurs keeper had a very good game. So you guys have agreed. 95% of the Anfield Agenda audience said Alisson won that battle. Now, what's squad battle three? Again, stick with us, because number five is going to be the most interesting. So the next squad battle is Yves Basuma versus Alexis McAllister. We want to know who won this one, so bear with me while I get a poll open for this. Right, so which one was it? Is Basuma or was it Alexis McAllister? You guys decide. Now, I think both of these gentlemen had a decent enough game yesterday. Alexis McAllister is a little bit unfortunate in my opinion. He keeps getting put into uh, the number six position and I'm sure that's not the position he thought he was going to play when he came to Liverpool Football Club. But his versatility, well, it's probably acting against them a little bit here. Um, I'd like to see him in a more advanced position. But we need to bring somebody in in the number six. Basuma is, of course, a player who you probably remember if you're a long-term viewer of the channel. I wanted at Liverpool at one point. And I think Spurs have got themselves a very good player. Now, it took him a while to settle into that Spurs team. In fact, it took a new manager to come in to keep him in that Spurs team. But uh, on this one, you guys so far, and it's really close, are just edging away from the Liverpool man. Have I had my red-tinted glasses on? Do I agree or disagree with what you're saying? We're closing in on the 1,000 votes, so when we get there, I will uh, I will tell you how I went with it. But for you guys, it is really close. It's now 51.49. Wow. Uh, I'm going to read a quick super chat. It said, Hi, Craig. Hopefully, clear need for escalation and resolution means a lawsuit or something similar. Deserve a replay and an exception should be made to Lewis Brazier. Mate, I'm interested to see as well what, what the club do with this one. Um we're closing in on the third. Oh my, this is the, oh my days, lads. It's, it's level at the minute. Eve Basuma or Alexis McAllister, who won this squad battle? It is 50-50 with a couple of votes left to go. This is, uh, this is interesting. Oh my God, I'm glued to this, honestly. This is nuts. Who's going to win this? 51-49, we're closing in. Closing in on the thousand votes. Seconds to go. 980. There we go. We've hit a 1,000. And you guys voted that Alexis McAllister won that. But did I agree? Nope. I went for Basuma. I thought Basuma had a better game than Alexis McAllister. And I try to be as unbiased as I can when I do these things. So it was a tough one. But if I'm being really honest, I think Basuma had the uh, had the better game. So for me, I've gone for Eve Basuma. The second to last squad battle, my friends, is this one. Udogi versus Mohamed Salah. Who won this battle? I thought Mo played really well yesterday, by the way. So this is the la the second to last poll. And then we'll get back to talking about the PGMOL and everything from yesterday. So battle four. Udogi or Salah. Right, chat is open. Poll vote away. Who won this battle? Was it the great man, the great Egyptian himself, Mr. Mohamed Salah, or was it the Spurs defender? Um, 
Mo yesterday for me, and do you know what? Two people I'll remember that game for yesterday in particular. Obviously, our defence were top notch, but the ones who really stood out to me were Mohamed Salah and um, Dominic Soboslai. I thought both of them showed what supreme condition they're in. Uh, the determination they both had, fighting for every single ball and every single instance, trying to take the pressure off their teammates. I thought it was, I thought it was a very, very good display from those two gents in particular. Udogi, since he's come in, he's in my FPL team. He's probably in some of yours as well. He has had a good start to his Spurs career, but we want to know who won this battle. We've already had nine hundred votes, so we're nearly over with it. I love that. I love that you're jumping on board. This, by the way, thank you. So we're up to 930 votes now, and it's pretty one-sided, but I want to know, do you agree with my choice, or will I differ to you guys? 960 votes now, and again, the next one is the last battle, but I think you're going to be a landslide on this one as well. 990. 1,000. So... We've ended that poll. You guys have gone with 87% Mohamed Salah winning that battle. Who have I gone with? Of course I've gone for Mohamed Salah. I thought Mo was brilliant. People gave me a bit of criticism for calling him out for a couple of loose passes. But all in all, I thought he had a fantastic game. And the spirit that he showed, that Dominic Soboslai showed, that every single one of those boys showed was absolutely top-notch. So now we move on to the last poll before I quickly show you my combined 11 from the game and we get back to talking about the PGMOL. So here's the last battle, battle number five. You ready? I told you this one would be worthwhile. What battle is battle number five? Simon Hooper... Versus Liverpool Football Club. Who won this battle, my friends? Was it Simon Hooper? Or was it Liverpool Football Club? Who do we think came out ahead in this one? Mm. Difficult one, right? I mean, not for me to say, yeah. I'm leaving it open to you guys. So who won the battle? Did Simon Hooper come out on top? Or did Liverpool come out on top? I was going to put this as Simon Hooper versus reality. But... I found it very difficult to ask Connor to show reality in a picture. How would you do that? I don't know. So, was it Hooper or was it Liverpool? We've already nearly had all the votes. We're already up to 900 votes. So, a couple of seconds left. I think we're all probably going to be on the same side of this one. So, who won this one? Was it the... Do you know what? Look, just for a second. People call me an egg, right? Because I'm bald. I get it. But compare me to him compare me Craig Anthony Holden to Humpty Hooper over here and tell me which one is an egghead so you guys have said 61% that Simon Hooper came out on top and of course I agree with you he had too big of an influence on that game yesterday and he absolutely shafted us so finally the last part of this is my combined 11 from the game and this is what i've gone for alison becker and goal i've gone for liverpool's entire back four because they were absolute heroes joe gomez joel matib virgil van dyke and andy robertson in midfield i've gone for basuma 
I've gone for Dominic Soboslai and James Madison. I thought Madison had a very good game yesterday for Spurs. And it's easy to dominate when you've got less players to play against, but he has had a very good start to the campaign as well. So I put James Madison in there. Up top, of course, I put Son through the middle. He loves scoring against us. A little bit too much for my liking, to be fair, but he's a top quality player. So I've put Son through the middle. I've put Lucho on the left, and I've gone for the great man himself, Mohamed Salah, on the right-hand side. So that, my friends, is this week's squad battle. I think you'll agree with me. It's not a game we're going to look back on in fond memories, but as always, it's over to you guys now to let us know your thoughts in the comment section. Drop a like on the stream, and of course, hit that subscribe button. I am going to swap up and get back into the new studio. So here we are, we're back. Now, let's get stuck into the PGMOL again. So, Mark has very kindly forwarded me on a quote from former referee Mark Halsey. This is what he said. I've been in that situation when I've seen an incident and been told to say I haven't seen it. I'm going to read this out again. Listen to what I'm saying here. Mark Halsey, former Premier League referee, has said, I've been in that situation when I've seen an incident and been told to say I haven't seen it. He's been told to say he hasn't seen it. Now, I fully expect the PGMOL once again to come out with their we refute these claims, but a referee telling you. He goes on to say, to be fair to the FA, it's not them. It comes from within the PGMOL, the Professional Game Match Officials Limited. That's what PGMOL stands for. It doesn't stop there. We've been told to give a certain amount of corners or throw-ins, fouls, bookings, etc. The Premier League is rife with spot fixing and bias towards certain clubs from the FA. I'm sorry, I'm having to bite my tongue as I'm reading this because I'm getting angrier with every word. I'm just seeing this for the first time now, by the way. Every referee in the Premier League could be in front of a court one day soon. So here we are, a former official saying to us that spot fixing is rife in the Premier League. And if you don't know what spot fixing is, it's spot bets. So how many corners? When will the first corner be? How many throw-ins? Yellow cards? This type of stuff. He's been saying very clearly there that it's rife in the game. And that it's not the FA, it is from within the PGMOL. So as I said at the very start of this stream, this band of merry idiots needs to be disbanded. And if police investigations need to be forthcoming, so be it. I have a pain in my backside as a football fan being spoken down to and being told about morals from people that quite frankly aren't fit to lace my or your boots. These people preach to us about integrity about standards about what it is to be a football fan and part of a football family they do not lead by example they look down their noses at the rest of us like something they scraped off the bottom of their shoe these people the pgmol the fa the premier league fifa uefa and every other federation are there as custodians of the beautiful game they are not there to line their own pockets they are not there to impact the results of games they are there to make sure the game reaches as wide an audience as possible and build up football for this generation and the next generation and safeguard the beautiful game ask yourselves one simple question are they doing that do you feel like the governing bodies are looking out for the best interests of the game 
We are four and a half years into Manchester City's 115 plus charges that have been labelled against them. Four and a half years this investigation is going on. And in that time, Manchester City are collecting trophies and having smoke blown up their back ends by the media like it's some underdog story, rags to riches, it's absolute shambles. We've all known it stunk to high heaven. We've all known some of these decisions stunk to high heaven. And once again, we're now having a former official coming out and speaking up. And finally, finally, because I hope the greater football body and world comes together and demands more. This is not just bad decisions. This impacts at a greater level. And I'm disgusted in our sport and what's going on. I'm disgusted that the very people that are supposed to be looking out for it are bastardising it. The very people that are supposed to be safeguarding the sport are enriching themselves and are taking the piss. I hope you guys agree with me and I look forward to reading your comments here because I'm app I've read that for the first time just there now. I didn't know about that from Mark Halsey. Is Curtis responsible for where his foot ends up? Curtis Jones went in for a challenge, like many challenges on the pitch yesterday, and he made contact with the ball, his foot rolled on the top of the ball and ended up on Basuma's ankle. Was it a red card? Never in a million years. As I said, you've seen Curtis Jones' reaction to even a yellow card. So, in what world do you think that they weren't trying to influence the referee's decision when Simon Hooper made his way over to the, the monitor at the side of the pitch and what was he greeted with? He was greeted with a still image from the worst angle showing the worst outcome possible of Curtis Jones' challenge. Then they showed it in slow motion and what slow motion does is make everything look infinitely worse the game isn't played in slow motion the game is a contact sport curtis jones did not set out or go in recklessly to endanger basuma it was a disgraceful decision and that was only compounded by diogo jota's ghost yellow card for the spurs player tripping himself up and yet again we're just being told to get on with it it's just not good enough Sorry, I'm going back to comments. Colin said, I'm so scared that now we have Darwin for two plus weeks with Jota and Gakpo out. We know it's hard for Darwin to play so many games at top speed. I wouldn't worry about it too much. We've got two games this week. If needed, you could probably keep Darwin out with a game against Union Sangolisa home. And then, of course, you've got Brighton away at the Amex on Sunday before we break for the international break. So, look, we don't know yet. At least I don't know yet. Maybe I've missed something of the full extent of, of Cody Gakpo's situation. He did, I think, leave with a brace on his knee yesterday. Diogo Jota, of course, will now be suspended for the game next weekend. He will be available, by the way, for the game midweek in the Europa League. So we don't need to worry about that, as will Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones, by the way, is facing up to a three-match ban. Three matches for a straight red card. Again, Simon Hooper. Same referee that set McAllister off, only that was rescinded. But you know what wasn't rescinded? The minutes our boys had to play with 10 men. The effort and the potential future injuries that came in from that. How was that being rescinded helpful to us in that moment? It doesn't. Thankfully for us, we got a result in that game. But that was not. that was in spite of the officials, not because of. Let's hear the VAR audio, said James Martin. Can we, yeah, let's put that to a poll because I think it's a great poll. Should all 
VAR audio be played or shared. Now, I have an interesting take on this as well, actually, about the VAR audio. How many of you guys go and watch other sports? I'm sure a lot of you do. Maybe the snooker as an example. You often see people in the crowd because snooker is a sport that, you know, there's silence in. You see them with little headsets in. What they get to do by paying for that is they get to listen to the commentary. Imagine you went into a football stadium and for a couple of quid you could buy a little earpiece and that earpiece let you listen to exactly what the PGMOL or excuse me, the VAR officials are saying. It would add to your enjoyment of the game, right? Soon as an incident happens, you're going to go straight and put it back in your ear and say, what are they saying? And you know then straight away what the process is. So apart from it being transparent, there's actually the possibility to make a few pound in there if they actually screw their heads up and start charging a couple of quid for these little earpieces. You're welcome, by the way. There's another revenue stream for you. How are we getting fined 25k after all that happens? So for those of you who aren't aware, yes, Liverpool do potentially face a £25,000 fine for the fact that we've had a couple of players sent off and um, the whole instance is around that. So yes, just to compound the fuckery, there is the potential of a twenty-five grand fine, which is laughable. So, so far, there's a pretty one-sided view to should all VAR audio be played or shared? And in this instance yesterday, we need that. We need, The world needs that. And I'm going to ask you another question in a few minutes. And the question is going to be simply, is the PGMOL fixable? Are they savable? Or do we need a new body? Do we need this to be disbanded? Because remember, do you remember the absolute bleeding cheek of Howard Webb going on, I think it was Monday Night Football, and they went on, no, maybe it was Michael Oney did it with. It was on Sky anyway. And he went on and he spoke about how the correct decision making has increased. Gave a big pat on the back to all the officials for how brilliant they were and how VAR is transparent and how the process has been fine-tuned. Only for it to get worse and worse and worse. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't address the big mess-ups. He didn't address the stuff they got very, very, very wrong. Why is that? Because yet again, it was more self-serving BS from a group of people who have far too much influence and impact on a game of football. Referees should be there to just get along with their job, shut up and not be made to be these minor celebrities. VAR was brought in to remove the decision-making process or remove the errors from the decision-making process. Has it done that? Has it stopped the debate with you and your mates down the pub in a cafe in college or in school? Of course it hasn't. All it's done is increase your hatred towards officials because now not only do we have inept officials, we have inept officials who are unwilling to use the technology correct that was brought in to help them. And we're just told to shut up and get on with it because these lads are untouchable. It's a cartel at this point. They aren't the professional game match association or match officials limited. They're an absolute cartel that are untouchable and have far too much of an influence on the game. You former referees coming out now and telling us that telling us that the game is transparently fixed with spot fixing it's it's a criminal process at this point it's a joke did you read the club statement i did and i'll go back over it in a few moments time for people who may have missed it so we asked should the var audio be played or shared 
98%. I don't need to let that run any longer. 98% of you guys have said that it needs to be disbanded. Or it needs to be shared, sorry. I'm getting on ahead of myself. I'm getting to the disbanded stuff now in a minute. Now look, can I ask any non-Liverpool fans in the chat to just let themselves be known for a second? Because I'd love to know your thoughts on what happened yesterday and what VAR has been like so far this season. Because... I mentioned this earlier on, but we did a video on top of the league today, and I'd love you all to go and watch it when you're finished with this stream. And in this, we pick out five instances this season, or this calendar year, excuse me, that VAR has massively screwed up with the officials. And it's wide-ranging from Brighton, Arsenal, Everton, Liverpool, Man United, Wolves. And it, we didn't look at it from a one-club thing. We didn't look at it through Liverpool-centric guys, because that's not what top of the league is about. We looked at it for the good of the game and asked the question, is it calamity or corruption? So if you guys get a chance, we'd love you to subscribe to Top of the League and check that out. Top of the League today has just passed 16,000 subscribers. Yesterday's video was our highest one yet with 30,000 views. And again, we'd like to thank you for your support of Anfield Agenda and of course our new channel. Right. It should be like rugby where the ref's audio gets played to the people in the ground to hear what's being said between the refs and VAR. Yeah. And can I just say, well done to Gary Neville. Fair play. Because when you have Gary Neville, Richard Keyes, Andy Gray and opposition fans like we had yesterday kindly coming in to say, you got shafted. This isn't good enough. You know something's very, very, very wrong. Gary Neville... Richard Keyes and Andy Gray are very, very much uh, not interested in helping Liverpool most of the time. But Gary Neville was spot on. Even in his comms position yesterday, he said that it felt too quick, too rushed. They get the information sometimes before the rest of us. And he said everything just felt too rushed and it felt wrong. He said he couldn't believe his ears when he heard check complete from Neville. So thank you, Gary. And thank you to all you guys from Opposition Club. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Fans, for trying to look after our sport. And if you're one of these salty, cry, take it, you've no place in our sport. You don't give a shit about the sport. You cannot look at this through one club eyes or you cannot have a tribal view on it. It's the entire sport that's been destroyed. And it's happening in front of your eyes in broad daylight. We cannot allow it to happen. Uh, do you think they will appeal Jones' red card? It's a good question. Um, I 
Yes, I think they will. And I'm going to tell you why. There was a similar incident. And I, I can't, maybe you guys will remember. I can't remember who it was. But there was a very similar incident not so long ago to Curtis Jones one. And it ended up with nothing. No red card. So there is precedent for Liverpool to say, well, this is a comparable decision. And also, as I've mentioned and mentioned during the watch along yesterday, do we think that it sets the right tone that the referee goes over to the monitor and isn't met with just a, a normal full speed replay of the incident? He is met with a still image that was frozen on that screen. And I'm led to believe, and I think it was Gary Neville that said this, maybe it was somebody else, but they flicked from a different view to that view just before the ref comes over and then they freeze frame it with Curtis Jones looking like he's gone in to snap Yves Basuma's ankle. Left it there and then showed it in slow motion. Try tell me that that is not trying to implant an idea or an outcome in the referee's head. It's absolute nonsense. Uh, Gary had that look in his eyes and it told me everything I needed to know. He knew something was up, said Lauren, uh, like something was corrupt. Uh, Brandon Martin, welcome to Anfield Agenda FC. Every passing day it gets hard to watch football, said N. It is. It's eroding my love of the game. And if anything, do you know what the discussion point was in my Discord last night? It was about the fact that it's almost as if they're trying to Ruin the game so much that it'll push clubs like Liverpool towards joining a Super League again. Because if you were running the Super League or you wanted to join it, these are the type of instances where you're going to say, you're clearly being shafted. And in a time where Barcelona are facing possible bribery charges, it's not a great look for the sport. And the last couple of World Cups have been very, very iffily awarded, in my opinion. The tournament was moved from a summer tournament to a winter tournament after the decision-making process. Again, why were referees on Thursday over in the United Arab Emirates taking a nice little side job when they have games on Saturday and they're coming back on Friday? Now, if you think I'm making too much out of this, remember every single manager where they talk about their players coming back from international duty on long-haul flights and... UAE, it's a pretty long-haul flight. So there's no way anybody's going to convince me that they weren't fatigued and that their potential decision-making wasn't influenced by tiredness or fatigue. They weren't putting themselves in the best position to do their job. And what happened? They didn't do their job. They did not do their job to an acceptable standard. And they misinterpreted one thing so much that they just forgot that the goal was given as offside. They plain forgot. That's what we're being told. They forgot. They decided that, oh, no, check complete. Ref already gave the goal. Nothing to see here. Um, so there is something to say. Cody Gakpo is expected to be out for several weeks, if all goes well. A few weeks. So we'll wait and see what happens with that. Um, Nicholas Walker. Let me see from a Spurs fan. Let me get that comment back. Said, Spurs fan, it's a disgrace what happened to you. Ruined a good game, ruined the title top four race and made the league look a sham. Good luck going forward. Nicholas, thank you. And, you know, all week, buddy, I was saying how hyped I was for this game. You got two teams that have had some momental, mon excuse me, monumental comebacks this season. Two teams that 
probably are surprising a lot of people with the level of football they're playing. Spurs obviously having lost Harry Kane, brought in Big Ange, Liverpool rebuilding midfield and adding in some new faces. And this had all the makings for a great advertisement for the Premier League. Game was going to scream of goals. Son was in grey form. Madison was doing bits. Our boys were looking great. Half five kickoff on a Saturday. Eyes of the world on it. And what happened? You know, you came out of it with a win. It's got nothing to do with you guys, by the way, what happened yesterday. You weren't making the decisions. Uh, but the whole thing just feels like a massive anticlimax. It's not the game anybody hoped. It's not the spectacle the world wanted to see. And it's actually not really given people the read that they wanted on their teams. I was looking to see how Liverpool reacted to this game. And, you know, because of the circumstances, I came out of a feeling, our boys are there. Our boys are fighting. Our boys are up for it. Spurs fans, you could well have been robbed of a great victory over us. And you got the victory, don't get me wrong. But what I mean is, if that was 11-11 and you beat us 2-1, you know what I mean? You're feeling a lot better about your team. And you probably learn a lot more about your team backing up off the 2-2 draw or... Was it 2-2 away at Arsenal? Either way, the draw. So thank you, Nicholas. I appreciate you taking the time, bud. How about Robertson getting elbowed by Constantine Hadzadakis? Nothing to see there. Nothing to see there, Abubakar, mate. Nothing to see. Constantine Hadzadakis, you know, you know pure accident. No problem, mate. Nothing to see. Lessons will be learned. Uh, and don't forget, by the way, if you are with us for the first time, please do hit that subscribe button. If you're enjoying the stream, you know what to do. We've 700 likes. There's 3,500 people watching. Let's get those likes up. Uh, United stand called out VAR. Fans need to unite, said Jermaine. Look, if there's one thing I will say, and I did say it many times yesterday, it's whether it's the folks at the United stand or whether it's Gary Neville or whether it's Spurs fans or wh whoever it might be, it has been pleasantly surprising and heartwarming to see people look out for the game to see people speak up and say you know what i may not like liverpool mightn't be a fan at all but what happened yesterday was beyond human error what happened yesterday was farcical so yes to those people to everybody that is looking out for the game here and and you know standing up for it thank you because it will come back to you we will do similar you won't remember when I was doing watch-alongs before, I stood up against the grain for certain things, like a Paul Pogba incident. I always try to look out for the bigger picture. And yes, I've got my own tribal views. I've got my own club I support. But I've also been around football for 35 years. And I care when the sport's being ripped apart in front of our eyes. We already have to deal with oil-rich clubs and states coming in and buying titles. Now we have to deal with this on top of it. On top of the ever-increasing prices, television fees, it just makes you sick. And the amount of people that are starting to feel like they're losing love for the game. It's so sad to see at a time when the game should be at its very peak. Is Curtis responsible for where his foot ended up? I answered that question already, Matthew. Um, and I said to you, mate, that no, he's not. Because it bounced off the top of the ball. Yes, I know we've got to change the date in the bottom left-hand corner, but I, that's not my job, dude. <laughs> you know, I'm presenter. I'm not graphics guy. It's uh, it's not me that needs to change the date, but I will alert the guys of the small, minute, little, tiny error. And I love that you guys hold us to the highest of standards. I appreciate it.
Uh, so this breaking, so Cody Gakpo is expected to be out for several weeks and it could be a few weeks if all goes well, but sure, all doesn't really go well for us with regards to injuries. So uh, Linda Pachuti has been on Instagram and she said two red cards that again make me wonder if I just don't understand red cards. A disallowed beautiful goal and yet Liverpool fought brilliantly until the very end with just nine and the last second goal put Tottenham ahead. Um, Their first win, what was this? Their first loss, excuse me, the first loss for Liverpool this season. I couldn't read that because the... Uh, the text was over a picture and I couldn't see it properly. So, yeah, look, I, I can't be the only one who felt like, okay, the odds of us going unbeaten are probably slim to none, but they're definitely none now. The potential for Liverpool to continue an unbeaten start was ripped away from us yesterday. And as our friend, the Spurs fan, said as well, we don't know, look, that had the makings of a cracking game. Uh, I hear the silence from the Premier League on this, said Mark Bavin. Rematch is a fair compromise, said Night Shift. Uh, Stephen O'Sullivan said, Gusto's was never a red card, never seen the Casemiro one. Oh, look, dude, there's so many instances this season where comparable things have ended up with different outcomes. And all we ever ask as football fans is consistency, right? Consistency in decision-making. But it gets too hard to stomach when these things are happening multiple times every week and having a, a much greater impact and influence on the results than than these officials should be able to have. What do you think will happen next? said Capalot Luca. God, it's a really good question, mate. So I know this is probably a very weird comparison, right? But I'm trying to think of instances where this has happened before. I'm Irish, as you may be aware. And do you remember when Thierry Henry handled the ball for France and Ireland missed out on going to the World Cup and FIFA laughed, literally laughed at the FAI when we said that Ireland could potentially be the 33rd team or the extra team of the World Cup. They had the arrogance to basically laugh that down because, well... Who's going to force them to do anything? I kind of feel like the reaction from the PGMOL, they'll want to brush this away. They'll want to say lessons will be learned. But I feel like I feel like this is the straw that broke the camel's back. And I think this is going to... The usual platitudes aren't going to be accepted. Now, Liverpool have already put out a very strong statement. And I'm going to go back over that statement again in a moment. Um... Let me read it right now, actually. For those of you that haven't heard Liverpool's official statement on this, this is it. Liverpool Football Club acknowledges the PGMOL's admission of their failures last night. It is clear that the correct application of the laws of the game did not occur. occur why can't I say that word? Resulting in sporting integrity being undermined. We fully accept the pressures that match officials work under, but these pressures are supposed to be alleviated, not exacerbated, by the existence and implementation of VAR. It is therefore unsatisfactory that sufficient time was not afforded to allow the correct decision to be made and there was no subsequent intervention. That such failings have already been categorised as significant human error is also unacceptable. Any and all outcomes should be established only by the review with full transparency. 
This is vital for the reliability of future decision making as it applies to all clubs with learnings being used to make improvements to processes in order to ensure this kind of situation cannot occur again. In the meantime, we explore the range of options available given the clear need for excuse me, escalation and resolution. So the club are talking with fighting words there that they're going to escalate this issue, that they're not going to accept a paltry little apology and, you know, human error. It's not good enough. Sorry, I want to catch up with some more comments. Rematch is the only way to fix this debacle, said Night Shift. Um... The red should be fu- the ref should be fired after that horrific refereeing. Note, but we hope not. Uh, absolutely nothing will happen, said Sergu. Hooper will be on VAR for the next Liverpool game, by the standards of the PGMOL. Andrew, Andrew, some of their decision making, but is laughable, isn't it? Like crazy. You know, you see Tierney going on VAR again after shafting us and not even sending the ref to the monitor for the Alexis McAllister one. And a couple of weeks later, there he was again on VAR duty. Like, you couldn't make it up. Couldn't they retrospectively award the legal goal, call it a 2-2 draw? That seems like an easy and simple resolution. It's not a fair resolution, though, to Spurs or us. Because remember, that goal that was disallowed by Lucho, if my memory's right, would have put us ahead in the game. So why should we sit back and then accept the draw when we don't know what might have happened? We may well have lost the game. We may well have gone on to win the game. It may well have affected our performance and the way the players acted and may not have had those challenges. There are so many unknowns there that it feels like it would be unfair to make a definitive decision based on what may have happened. For me, you know, and maybe I am biased here, but replaying the fixture is the only way to ensure the integrity of that result. If you have any real want or ambition to have transparency and integrity withheld, or integrity um, continued, excuse me. God, to tell you what, people don't understand when you're making live content how difficult it is to not say shit that's going to get you in trouble sometimes, because what is going through my brain needs a filter before it comes out my mouth and into this microphone, because there's stuff I want to say so badly that I just. Um, I'd be cancelled if I said it. Uh, Can it be replayed? I don't know the legal answer to that question at this moment in time. I don't know what the laws of the Premier League state. Uh, Nicholas said, Spurs fan again. It will be difficult for things to change. They won't award points or rematches. Other clubs will come out with what about us. I I do understand that point as well, Nicholas. And it's a fair point. But I guess the shrugging the shoulders aspect, right, for these decisions has kind of been the only resolution so far. And I do get what you're saying. You know, there would be a lot of what about us, but... You know, we've also lost league titles by a point or two after some very iffy decisions. And there was no what about us at that time. So, you know, this incident just happened to have happened in the Liverpool game. And yes, I am emotionally invested in it, as you are as a Spurs fan. But 
I just hope it's a catalyst for a proper change. You know, because still early enough in our season that there's plenty of time there for both of us to, to push on and, you know, hopefully fulfil the aims that we have for our clubs. But it, it, we just can't have the same outcome here as, you know, oh, well, mistakes were made, lessons will be learned, blah, blah, blah. It, it does feel to me, Nicholas, that this is this is a catalyst for potential real change. There has to be, because people are losing faith in the sport. Uh, Abubakar said, we don't accept an apology. There should be legal action taken. Uh, might get a replay, but it'll take four and a half years. I will see where you're going with that one, dude. Um, but look again, the whole stuff about the lads being over in the United Arab Emirates, does that worry anybody else? Or am I alone in this? Because it is very easy to get labelled a tinfoil hat merchant and a conspiracy theorist. And that is one thing I definitely would not label myself as. But I would also say that it is very easy to draw that line from referees getting nice, cushy little side jobs over in the United Arab Emirates, which is capitaled by Abu Dhabi, who own Manchester City FC, even though they pretend they don't, we know they do, we know that the Sheikh owns Manchester City and that nothing happens there without government approval or royal family approval, and if nothing else, it opens them up to questions, and how did that in any way benefit the PGMOL to allow those guys to go over and officiate or be part of an officiating team in those games? It didn't. It stinks. And I'm not saying that there are backhanders happening, although Mark Halsey has. I'm saying that it's very easy to draw a conclusion and it's very easy to look in that direction and they're not doing themselves any favours. Uh, if we draw... Or lose to Brighton. This is 100% a factor, said Samuel Houston. So look, one thing that doesn't get spoken about enough in these type of instances is the knock-on effect as well. So yes, the result is what it is yesterday. Liverpool may or may not have any resolution there. But we've also had players have to run harder, faster, have potential injuries because of being reduced down to nine men through the ineptitude of the officials. So there are knock-on effects that we maybe can't quite quantify just yet. Um, Has said, I only started watching football this season and I'm already being put off watching because of the disgrace of a game I saw yesterday. And if I was new to the sport, mate, and if I hadn't invested 35 years of my life, you know, following it, playing it and being obsessed by it. Yeah, if this was me, like, okay, I'll give you an example. I've fell in love with NFL over the last couple of years and, you know, watch as much of it as I can. But if I seen this much shenanigans going on, would I feel like that it's just and fair? No, I wouldn't. And I'd probably turn away from it and watch something else. So I do completely understand where you're coming from. Again, I will ask, are the people who are looking after the sport, the people who are custodians, of the game, are they doing their job? No. Craig, did you see the guy that was denied a 9k bet on that? Yes, I very much did. Um, so if you're not aware, there was a guy who had a bet on, I think it was like a tenner stake or a fiver stake, something small enough. 
And he was due to be paid out. Do you know what? I think I have the bet somewhere. One second. I'm sure it got sent to me, so bear with me one second. Actually, you know, I, I know I did send it to my mate. So, yeah. So there was a bet by a guy called Ryan Hall. And Ryan, if you're watching this, mate, I mean, sympathies isn't going to help you, is it? But you were shafted, dude. And you don't need me to tell you that. So he put a bet on. And look, it doesn't really matter who the bookies was. But the bet was a bet builder. And it was Cody Gakpo to score any time for Liverpool. Luis Diaz to score any time. Son to score any time. Uh, uh, Udogi to be booked. Eve Basuma to be booked. And Alexis McAllister to be booked. He put a £10 stake on. And it would have paid him £9,510. Which is, to most working class people, like myself, yourselves... A very, very, very significant amount of money. And of the selections, one, two, three, four, five, I think six selections, all of them came in except Luis Diaz's goal, which should have come in because Luis Diaz scored a perfectly good goal and Ryan was screwed out of nine and a half grand. It doesn't, like, saying the bookie doesn't make any difference because it's a factual thing for the bookies. You know, it's not like one bookie's being an asshole here. They can't pay out because it would be incorrect to pay out. And it's one of these things where, you know, justice isn't being served. But I don't feel like me mentioning the bookie in particular is going to help the situation. Certainly not going to help Ryan get his money. Um, The PGMOL, again, shafted a a normal fella there at nine and a half grand. How often do you walk your dogs? daily yeah and it's once a day why remember i have a fat little dog who uh just needs to be removed of his zoomies because uh frenchies have these things we call zoomies where they just fly around the gaff major like wired little head cases so yes an hour long walk or so each day and uh he's tired out football is my life it's sad to see it getting bad said lfc fan 66 um not the bookies fault said Stephen o'sullivan Absolutely, yeah, yeah, like, not the bookie's fault, um, certainly not Ryan's fault either, though, uh, we know whose fault it is, right, the the inept officials, and she's nine and a half grand, like, that's, it's a good used car, that, or a good chunk towards a deposit to buy a home, and I don't know Ryan Hall, but he's got every bit of my sympathy for that, like, that's soul-destroying stuff. Uh, Stanislav said, as a Real Madrid fan, Ophelia Craig, we must compete against corruption in Spain. Uh, he says FC bribery is a disgrace. So I made a point yesterday, Stanislav, of saying this is a week where, as you pointed out, the eyes of the world have been on corruption in football. And there's a legal case going on in Spain. And the Premier League have a chance to separate themselves from this, to stand above it, to show that the integrity of the Premier League is intact. And what happened yesterday? Farcical. Shown the whole sport up again. And now people aren't just thinking, is it just the league? Is it Spain? Is it Italy where there's been other stuff that's come to light? Is it England? It seems to be the whole damn sport. And even if you look at something really as simple as a player came on in a game yesterday. I can't remember which game it was. I think maybe it was the Brentford game. I can't remember. But the player came on basically with a five-month betting suspension for a similar situation that Ivan Tony was banned for six months for. So why is it one guy is banned for six months 
and another guy gets a suspended ban and is allowed to play. Like so many similar things just don't have a similar outcome. And it just leads people to think something stinks here. Uh, Elmer Fudd, I mean, your fucking name says it all, says Jones card warranted. Yeah, except for everybody who's ever played football or has a clue what they're talking about, says it wasn't. When you've Gary Neville saying that that wasn't a red card, you know something stinks. So, Elmer, get back to hunting wabbits, mate, and um, stop wasting my goddamn time with your stupidity. Racism. How has racism come into this conversation? I, I've no thoughts of racism have entered my head in any way around this, mate. Uh, yeah, I mean, of, of, one th- of all the things we'll label here, racism ain't going to be one of them. Yes, Jensk, we know about the calendar, bud. I've messaged Connor. He will change you. He just can't do it while I'm live. Just joined the stream. Have um, Liverpool clapped back? What does that mean? Have they responded? Yes, they've put out a statement, mate. I was so excited for the game and it was just ruined, said Callum. But Casemiro did the same thing last season and got a red card. I'm not saying that that... Hang on. There are, yes, I think I remember the... I'm trying to remember the incident. I'm taking you at your word here and I'm sure it happened. But that doesn't make this right either, does it? You know? Um, And also... Again, one of my problems with yesterday, mate, was was not only the red card, but the lead-up to the red card. In And I, I can't speak to what the referee was shown with the Casemiro incident, because I don't know. But I know that when Simon Hooper went to that monitor yesterday, he was met with a freeze-frame image of the worst part of that tackle that was left up there. Now, tell me that that isn't trying to influence the referee's decision before he even starts this decision-making process. So it may well have happened to Casemiro. He may well have got a red as well. But it doesn't mean it's right, does it? You know, there's other instances where people haven't been sent off for a similar challenge. Having a state-owned club leads to this crap shouldn't be allowed. Look, if there's one boyo who has been banging the drum non-stop for no state-owned ownership in football, it is me. If there's one person who has been lambasted, ridiculed, laughed at and mocked for my stance on state clubs in football, it is me. I've been saying this for a very, very long time. And all I get met with is the same stupidity from these brain-dead idiots telling me I'm salty to get over it, that I'd be delighted if it was Liverpool, yada, yada, yada. It stinks. And again, it leads to more questions than answers. So you're right. State-owned clubs shouldn't exist. In no way, shape or form should a country be allowed to own a football club because they don't need to treat it as a business. They don't need to break even. They can absolutely throw money at it until they're blue in the face and end up potentially with 115 charges. Uh, Surf Sharks illegal. I'll tell you what, Keegan. You go away and learn to spell the word illegal. And then maybe, just maybe, I'll listen to you when it comes to what's legal and what isn't. Now, 
100% absolutely VPNs are not illegal. If you had any type of cop on at all, you'd know that. But, you know, again, be careful throwing around these type of things, mate, because these are legitimate businesses and I think they would have a fair idea if they're providing an illegal service or not. Wow. Do you know, do you know what they are? Like, really? Do you think there will be a replay? No. I hope there will. I want there to be, but I don't have much faith that there will be. Um, what else we got? Craig, would you be happy if Liverpool called for the implementation of the World Cup offside system? They had the chance to vote on that. Premier League clubs voted against that. Which is... <sighs> inconscionable to me you know you've seen the system in the champions league we've seen it in other competitions and it works fine and it removes human error it actually 100 percent does remove the human error not like these clowns where they're just uh, oh oh they gave the goal didn't they yeah check complete but now he didn't give a goal oh shit they've already taken the free and started again oh well Uh, what did you see Klopp making a heart sign when there was nine men down telling the players to play with heart? Look, I think we'll all agree that every single one of those players yesterday in a Liverpool shirt, we could not have asked more of. They gave everything. They left it all out there on the pitch. From Madison Becker right through to Mohamed Salah, every single one of them and the substitutes went out there and played like warriors. And... You know, if there's any positive to be taken from that for us, it's that we have a good group, a group that we know do not lie down, do not accept their fate. And Klopp has brought in the right type of people. So that much, I think we'll all agree on. It was a, it was a privilege to watch them boys go out there yesterday and fight like that. That is what fighting for the shirt looks like. And, you know, what happened at the end... Joel didn't deserve that to happen. Could have happened to anybody. It was just bad luck. And my heart goes out to him. Because as I said they were all tremendous. Did you keep McAllister's deleted Instagram comment in Romero's post? Yes I did. And I seen Romero's reply saying go home and cry or something like that. Um, Did any. So one thing that's kind of divided opinion a little bit. Is the Spurs' reaction to the win. Now, of course, team have every right to celebrate a win. But you'd want to be some brain-dead moron to not think to yourself that you got a little bit of help maybe with that yesterday. And I seen James Madison after the game saying that he thought they were both red cards. Now, obviously, James Madison at that point probably hasn't seen that his player tripped himself up for the first Diogo Jota yellow. Uh, so, you know, take that with a pinch of salt. But I found the celebrating from Spurs a little bit nauseating. A little bit... Pathetic, maybe? A little bit. Like, it's tough because, yes, you won a game. You just, you know, you should celebrate it. But I thought... I thought it was a bit much. A little bit much, you know? The laps of honour around the pitch and all this, I thought was a bit... 
bit over the top. But, you know, that's the first time I think in six years, maybe, Spurs have beaten us. Um, and look, I guess it keeps their good start to the league going. But, you know, sometimes you'd hope for a little bit of dignity, a little bit of class. And we knew we were shafted. Anyone watching the game knew we were shafted. Spurs definitely fucking knew we were shafted. So sometimes you you, you know you just hope for a little bit of a little bit of grace, a little bit of class. Do you think Jota's red card will be overturned? No, because to the best of my understanding, you can't appeal yellows. So the straight red card, Liverpool can decide with Jones if they want to challenge it or not. That's up to the club. But I don't believe. That um, that the yellow can be overturned. No. Now ask ask yourselves this: Why is it that with VAR that was brought in to clear up obvious errors that they can't clear up these type of things yesterday, where the first yellow card for the Ogo Jota was clearly and evidently wrong, in every way, completely wrong. Dude didn't touch him. He's running in a straight line. Spurs players kicked, he kicked Jota's knee and then clipped his own ankle and went down. And Simon Hooper, Humpty, Humpty Hooper, as I'm going to refer to him from this point, came across there and couldn't get the yellow out quick enough. And there was one point in that game yesterday that boiled my blood. At the end of the game, last 10 minutes, the little dope was smirking because of an incident with someone trying to take a free kick quickly. And Simon Hooper kind of smirked and laughed at it as he called it back. He would have known at that point that they ruled out a perfectly good goal. And we don't know this for a fact yet, but we all seen the look on his face just after the Spurs retook the free kick after our goal was ruled out. When I would bet very good money that it was communicated to him that they all made a massive cock up. Um, Jones was really has really impressed me lately. Hope that red card doesn't affect his form, said Miggs. Uh, look, Jones has been brilliant. Yes, agree, 100%. Celebrating is fine. Dancing was OTT. Yeah, like a little fist pump at the end of the game. Shake hands, you know, well done, we won. Great, acknowledge the fans, walk off. But fucking laps of honour on shoulders and jerseys being held up to the crowd and all. It just... Maybe it's because I was just already annoyed. Maybe it's because I wanted somewhere to empty my frustration and that was one of the one of the ways. Uh, the worst part that this is happening every week to different clubs. As a Liverpool fan, we all must see the bigger picture here. We must unite as football fans. Yes, please, please do. Uh, and also... Look, it's been we've been together so far tonight, I think almost an hour and a half. If so far you've enjoyed it and you haven't yet subscribed, please do. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to be on here talking football with you guys. It's uh, Honestly, it's one of the joys of my life to come on here each night and talk to you guys. If you are enjoying it, you know what to do. Do hit that subscribe button, drop a like on the stream. And also, if I can ask you one little favour. If you enjoy what we do... Why not check out our brand new channel, Top of the League, where we're working to bring you guys lots of stuff. As an example, tomorrow I'm going to be covering the Fulham-Chelsea game on Top of the League. We're going to be doing a watch-along of that on Tuesday. We'll be doing Manchester United-Galatasaray in the Champions League. And on Sunday on Top of the League, we're going to be doing a watch-along of Arsenal's game with Manchester City. 
that and lots of topical videos including today's one where we go through five major var and officiating mistakes so far in 2023 you'll find all of that stuff over on top of the league you can either scan the qr code in the bottom corner or go into the description find the link and uh yeah we'd really appreciate if you checked it out been watching you for two years but never commented um love your content mate thank you so much michael I'd be one of those people as well, but that doesn't really comment much, that watches YouTube stuff and uh, just kind of sits in the background. But thank you. I appreciate that. And um, look, this to me is is something I didn't expect. I didn't expect our channel to get to this size at any point. I didn't expect to be working with, in my opinion, the best graphic designers in the industry. I didn't expect to fall in love with a community and have an extended family. But this channel and the people that watch it changed my life. And I'm in your debt forever for that. And I always try not to let you down. And I always try to make sure that we're pushing on and trying to be better and trying to bring you guys into the shows as much as we can. And um, comments like that, mate, make it all worthwhile. So thank you. Um, the official Premier League account put out all the apologies in the PGMOL and there's been one month for the past 14 months. What's this? There's been one a month, excuse me, for the past 14 months. The entire league is a shambles up the Reds. Well, it's losing integrity fast, mate. You know, and football fans are... Um, yeah, football fans are are dismayed right now. You're a badass man. Keep making the vids. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a big soft teddy bear, really, mate. But I speak my mind, you know, because there are a few things in this world that draw any emotion from me. Food being one, obviously. But football and sport being the other. Because it reaches parts of us that not much other things can. Maybe music is a good example. But football just touches the soul. It feeds the soul. And it makes you feel anything is possible. When you see people coming from humble backgrounds in Africa or working class estates in, in Europe, Ireland, the UK or South America, changing their lives, the lives of those around them, their families, by playing football, by opening hospitals, educating kids, what the work like Juan Mata and the likes of him have done, it, it, it inspires. And football is such a, a possible vehicle for good. And I hate seeing it bastardised by these greedy arseholes that are supposed to be looking after the game. Host Spurs get shafted, I won't feel sorry for them. How many tattoos have I got? I don't know, because they're all kind of one you know, big thing, really. I have a full sleeve on one arm, a half sleeve on the other arm, and a couple on my leg. So, yeah, I don't know how to number them. And also, yes, thank you to, to everyone that's come in tonight. Um, I didn't know what to expect with this stream tonight because, you know, feelings are high after everything that's happened over the past 24 hours. And do you know what? A, a Craig of a year ago or two years ago would have come on here and been effing and blinding and, you know, not really addressing the issue. So I tried to compose myself today, research as much stuff as I could um, and come on to try and just gauge opinion. Because I know I'm pissed off. I stopped watching MotoGP after Valentino. Now only watch F1 and somebody else. Craig, can you give me a quick recap? Yes, I absolutely can. One second, my friend. So a couple of things have happened today. We had a statement from Spirit of Shankly. 
I won't read that out again. It's a quite a long statement, but it touches on everything you'd want it to touch on and ask for changes. We've also had Liverpool Football Club release a statement, and that statement is pretty pretty strong. It says Liverpool Football Club acknowledges the PGMOL's admission of their failures last night. It is clear the correct application of the laws of the game did not occur. There's that word again. I can't say a core. Um, resulting in sporting integrity being undermined. We fully accept the pressures that match officials work under, but these pressures are supposed to be alleviated, not exacerbated by the existence and implementation of VAR. It's therefore unsatisfactory that sufficient time was not afforded to allow the correct decision to be made and there was no subsequent intervention. That such failings have already been categorised as significant human error is also unacceptable and any and all outcomes should be established by all the review and with full transparency. This is vital for the reliability of future decision making as it applies to all clubs with learnings being used to make improvements to processes in order to ensure this kind of situation cannot occur again. Uh, oh, I got to write that word, occur that time. Well done, Craig. In the meantime, we will explore the range of options available given the clear need for escalation and resolution. So Liverpool coming out fighting. The need for escalation. That's the key word there. Now, the real thing for me, and I only learned this in real time, because Mark sent this to me and I hadn't read it, but it's from former referee Mark Halsey. So again, thank you to Mark, our chief moderator, for helping me with this one as well. This is what Mark Halsey, a Premier League referee from 1999 to 2013, has had to say. I've been in that situation where I've seen an incident and been told to say I haven't seen it. To be fair to the FA, it's not them. It comes from within the PGMOL, the professional game, Match Officials Limited. It doesn't stop there. We've been told to give a certain amount of corners or throw-ins, fouls, bookings, etc. The Premier League is rife with spot fixing and bias towards certain clubs from their FA. Every referee in the Premier League could be in front of a court one day soon. So I think that goes all the way back to 2016 when Mark Halsey said that. And here we are now in 2023. And what's changed? Technology has improved. Has the officiating? Well, Howard Webb would lead you to believe it has. Howard Webb loves to jump on Sky and pat everybody on the back and say what a great job they're doing and how much they're working on transparency. But we know when something walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's most likely a motherfucking duck. Uh, send me a post address. I'll send you a lamb. I'm going to hold you to that, Jensk. Uh, May 4 Anfield is a date to humble them, said Abubakar. Look, it, I don't really have much bad feelings towards Spurs from yesterday because they didn't officiate the game. Spurs fans, Spurs players, they didn't make those decisions that screwed us yesterday. They just went about their job. So I really don't have much ill feeling at all towards Spurs about yesterday. Howard Webb's up his own arse. Do you know, like, there was a picture earlier on this season where Howard Webb and a few of the other referees were pictured at Old Trafford in enjoying the corporate hospitality, laughing and joking with people. And, you know, if nothing else, the optics of these things look shit. It just doesn't look great. Just like I said earlier on, the optics of referees going over to the UAE to be part of officiating... On a Thursday, getting back on a Friday, probably jet lagged, definitely tired, I would imagine, to referee games on a Saturday. 
you know, it doesn't take much to think, at the very least, it doesn't look great. And at the very worst, you ask yourself, is there a conflict of interest? Is another country trying to unduly influence or butter up officials? The answer could very well be no. And I don't have the answer. But it leads me to ask the question, and that is entirely preventable. So why were the PGMOL allowing the referees to make that jaunt across the world? Because it's not like they just hopped over to France for a game. You know, I don't know off the top of my head how long a flight to the UAE is, but I would say it's six hours plus, um, which is madness. Because if players were doing it, we'd be talking about player welfare talking about players coming back like we did after the international break where Klopp said he didn't even have a chance to talk to them before they went out for their one session. It's madness. Jones' red card wasn't supposed to happen because the first yellow was an error. Uh, Jada's, sorry, I read that wrong, mate. Jada's red card, yes. The first yellow was nonsense. And do you know what some people say? Oh yeah, but he knew he was on a yellow, so it's kind of his fault. The second booking, none of us would disagree with. That's a yellow, no problem with that. The first booking, it's farcical, because it's got nothing to do with Shada. Nothing. Simon Hooper, as I said, let me just check this, because I want to give you the correct answer. One second. One, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve cards issued to players yesterday by Simon Hooper. Was that a dirty game? No, not at all. There's been far, far worse games. Twelve cards. And that's, I think, without Pep Linder's card as well. That's ridiculous. He was dishing them out like confetti. He lost control of that game early doors. And again, same asshole that sent off Alexis McAllister for nothing. Right, my friends, I'm going to say goodnight because my voice is absolutely gone. Um, but look, again, thank you for joining us tonight. Please do hit the subscribe button before you head off if you haven't done so. And also, we'd love you to check out Top of the League, our new channel. We have a video up there tonight I think you find really interesting. Uh, go check it out if you get a chance after this. And also, don't forget to check out tonight's video on Anfield Agenda as well, which went out at 8 o'clock. Thank you so much, guys. I will see you at half past six tomorrow because we're going to do uh, an hour-long news stream and then we're going to jump over for a watch-along on top of the league of Fulham versus Chelsea. So make sure if you do subscribe, you've got your notifications turned on. But yeah, much love to you all. Thank you for your time tonight. And um, hopefully the club keep up the pressure on this because we all deserve a whole lot better as football fans than we're currently getting from the PGMOL. Thank you guys. Much love. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.